What's up all my fellow hustlepreneurs out there? Welcome to Hustlepreneur Life Podcast, episode nine. So I know we took two weeks off. My whole plan was to do 52 weeks straight, but um, with good reason, we had to take two weeks off. So I actually spent the last two weeks studying uh, to become a mortgage loan originator. So I had to take an exam, get licensed. I had to pay a bunch of fees, all that fun stuff. Well, I'm happy to announce that I did pass the exam. So I will be getting licensed as a mortgage loan originator. So recently I did uh, leave my current employment where I've been for the last seven years uh, at Europa Sports, selling sports supplements to gyms and and uh, smoothie bars and stuff like that. So, um, But I'm excited to move over to the real estate industry, which is why we brought on Derek Bramble today. So Derek Bramble is a realtor from my hometown, Lansing, Michigan. Um, I actually went to school with him and everything. And over the last few years, I've noticed that he's really been you know, grinding, really been hustling, constantly selling homes and stuff. So he's really made a, a name for himself uh, in our hometown for, for real estate. I mean, he's a go-to guy right now, really big uh, um, on hustling and stuff. So I think it's cool to have him on because being a realtor is a hustle. Like that's in the real estate industry, being a, a real estate agent, it's a grind, it's a hustle. It's not something that just, uh, it's structured or you just get handed things. Like you gotta go out and get it. So. Um, and with me now transitioning over to the real estate side, I think it'd be cool to talk to him and we can kind of get some conversation about what it's like being in the real estate industry and, you know, how you out there could potentially jump into it too and, you know, make a good living for yourself. So without further ado, let's bring Derek on. Bramble, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? Good. How about yourself? I'm phenomenal, man. Just at the office. Nice. So is that, um, that's Excited the, for a big day ahead of me. That, so that, is that the actual, um, office you work at or is that a home office? No, this is, uh, our team's office, Derby okay. associates team, team office. Yeah. I don't really work at home that much. Um, uh, we have a Remax main office over here on the West side and then our team, our team leader got this, this separate office. Nice. So yeah, explain a little bit to the people. Um, like I said, you know, I introduced the, uh, you as a realtor, a real estate agent. So kind of just, you know, give a little quick synopsis of like how you got started with that, what made you jump into becoming a real estate agent. Um, yeah, and how that process was. So the process, um, <clears throat> so for me, I was just going to school for business at LCC and Ferris. Um, and then uh, I could take, a uh, LCC offered a real estate class that I thought was just, Oh, this is just going to be about real estate. Like had no idea it was the pre-licensing class that is required by the state. Mm -hmm. Um, you need 40 hours. And so I, I took the class and then as I was taking it, I, I discovered, Oh, this is the pre-licensing class. And, and then I was like, well, then this means I can just potentially get, get licensed one day, become a realtor. And so um, over the course of the eight weeks that like, that's how my intentions kind of grew uh, towards that. Um, and so I, I really just fell in it. You know, I got fired from a job um, and then like a month later I was licensed. So I, so like it was a weird, uh, weird set of circumstances for me. Um, but what it takes to be a realtor is, um, you know, uh, 40 hours of uh, licensing through, through the state and um i just so happened to uh be able to do that while i was going to school at lcc nice now, now does that pre-licensing course is that um because you mentioned state so is that each state has their own 
Like, could you be a real estate agent in any other state right now besides Michigan? I could. Um, each state is different. Like, some states have um, different requirements in how your state transfers over to theirs. Some you can just take a test, and you don't got to do the pre-licensing hours. Okay. Um, so um, it varies state by state, but uh, generally speaking, you have to you know get your license in each and every single state. Right. How long have you been, uh, or like how long ago was that when you got licensed? How long have you been a real estate agent? Um, in like three weeks, it'll be four years. I'll be licensed four years. Um, it was like the second week of March. Nice. So how, how has those four years been? Like, what have you seen or learned throughout those four years that, um, is this something that obviously you've been in it four years? Is this something that you plan on doing for a long time to come or what, what's kind of the goal? With, oh with yeah. That? Yeah. I plan on doing it the rest of my life. Um, nice. it's, uh, um, I can't, I mean, unless there's something significant that happens to the market or the industry, you know, if there's some, um, something like really unforeseen that nobody can, anticipate um i don't see myself i mean i i suppose even if something like that happens eventually i plan on putting myself in a position where um i'll just instead of just buying and selling properties for buyers and sellers um i'll eventually start investing in real estate myself and so i've you know i know a lot of agents that are older that have been doing this for you know decades and and they've developed a portfolio where now, you know, they're grandparents and they're still actively working just like I am, but they have a nice portfolio that, you know, that's their retirement. You know, right. there's no, you know, there's no, um, there's no 401k in what I do. You know, there's nothing that allows me to invest into my retirement, you know, no social security. Um, so, even if there were something that I can't buy and sell anymore, I'll still be in real estate, um, you know, just as an investor and, and, and having income coming in through owning properties. Now, do you feel like obviously, I mean, this might be a loaded question or, or what may seem like a dumb question, but being in that industry, obviously you feel like it, it gives you an upper hand on uh, being able to do investment properties. Before becoming a real estate agent, had you really ever thought about having um, investment properties and stuff like that? Or is that something that kind of grew from being in that industry? No, I mean, not at all. I mean, you know, I heard about it was possible and people own properties, mm -hmm. but I was like 20, I think I, I think I was 20, probably, so I was 25 um, when I started. Um, and so I mean, I was just at that point in my life where, where I didn't even think about that now mm -hmm. most, well, I don't want to say most, but a lot of real estate agents don't become agents until they're, until they retire from their career. Right. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be grandparents, you know, when they start or something close to that, right. The, their children will be in college or high school. Um, and so, no, I, I, uh. I didn't even, you know, understand the world of, of owning income properties until I became an agent. Nice. Um, now the process of getting licensed, like you said, do you, anybody that's out there right now that maybe is in a transitional period that maybe they don't know what they want to do in their life. They don't know kind of where to go. 
with becoming a real estate agent right now, would that be a good thing to potentially look at? Or is the market kind of saturated right now? Like, where do you see this industry right now as far as if somebody wanted to kind of hustle and become a realtor right now? Um, you know, that that's the loaded question. Right, okay, yeah. That is the loaded question. Um, there's so many things to that. I mean, uh, I won't really, so my opinion really doesn't matter, I guess. It's just like, I'll share with you ideas and kind of things that I hear about or think about. Um, like for one, I talked to, I talked to this guy who owns a business that's involved in real estate. Right. Um, but he doesn't do real estate like what I do. And he told me he thinks the MLS is going to be dissolved in 10 years, which really? means there won't be any real estate agents. Mm hmm yeah now that's that's biased towards his company and what he's doing history mm -hmm. um but so but thing um you know it's 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 a great time to get into it because there's there's so many um millennials so many gen zers that are buying i feel like you know the the new younger generations are, are, are a lot more savvy um, when it comes to what they're doing with their money and making investments. Right. I mean, everything's about investment, right? Investing, right. investing, investing, investing. And so um, we do have a housing shortage in this country. So we do have, um, you know, we are short the number of homes. That's why there's a low inventory. Mm -hmm. um, one, one interesting thing is, here in greater Lansing, the local uh, association of realtors um, has pretty much doubled in membership in less than two years. Mm -hmm. um, so since I became a real estate agent, you know, here in the greater Lansing area, just, you know, just real estate in general um, has just kind of blown up. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's so many pros and cons. I mean, I, honestly, there's, there's, there's so many, you know, parts of that question. Yeah. I could talk about it for a long time before it really started to really, you know, paint any real pictures for anybody. Well, do you feel like it really just comes down to, especially with any type of business or any type of employment, it's, it's still kind of, even if something's considered saturated, it still kind of comes down to work ethic, kind of if you're a hustler. I mean, because there, be, there could be yeah. plenty of real estate agents out there, but they just don't go for it. They yeah. don't, you know, they just right. kind so, of have their license. So I guess, I mean, at the end of the day, is this being a real estate agent really comes down to hustle, right? I mean, just the grind right, and who's, right, right. who's yeah. ready to, to work, right? I mean, yeah, the question is, yeah, and so this is actually what I kind of thought of when you first asked me one, you know, one direction that I could go is, is it's basically if somebody's looking to get into real estate, they got to look into it as I'm going to start a business. I'm right. going to become an entrepreneur. It's not a job. It's not, it's not something where, Oh, um, I'm in it and now I want to switch to the medical field. Like mm -hmm. that's not what getting into real estate is getting into real estate is that person that's in it says, I'm going to stop working for somebody else and work for myself and become an entrepreneur and start my own small business. Um, that's what getting into real estate really is. And a lot of people on the outside don't think that's what it is. You know, they, 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 they think it's just like having a normal job, but it's not, you know, it's, um, it's something else completely different. So 
it's really that's what it comes down to is is uh, don't think of it as just another career choice or something to get into. I mean, it's just another business for an entrepreneur to get started with. You know, that's that's really what it is, which is perfect, you know, because it ties right into you and what we're doing. Exactly. And, and that's exactly why I wanted you on. Um, so explain more, too, about because you are kind of independent, but yet um, you do uh, work for, uh, you know, explain explain who you work for and kind of that process as a realtor, like, you know, what explain yep. your situation with Derby and Associates and Remax and like what all that means and yeah. how it ties together. So I actually was, yep. So, so I actually can't think about this yesterday um, was think of it as like if somebody were to go out and get a license and be an electrician, right. Mm-hmm. Or somebody is to go out and be um, a plumber, right. Like you have to get some sort of uh, be, uh, being a real estate agent just means that you're a licensee. Okay, so what are you going to do with that? Like, hold on if one you're second, a Bramble. plumber. Hold on one second. We're going to pause. It uh, looks like your network is uh, is uh, bouncing back. Hold on one second. All right, we're back. All right, so it's like if a plumber, um, if somebody is an electrician mm-hmm. and they have a license being an electrician, they can go and work for a company and be a licensed electrician and just be, you know, working under that company. Or if they want, because of that license, they can go out and they can start their own business. They can become, you know, Dylan Betcher elect, um, electricity or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or, or Derek Bramble plumbing. Um, so that's kind of what it's like. But, but so, so me being a, a licensee, um, I've, I've decided to go work for Remax. Um, Remax. Uh, so there's the regional, which is the Remax of Michigan. So that's, so that's um, that's it. And then uh, every office in the state of Michigan under that region is independently owned by that broker owner. Okay. And so that's what Remax Real Estate Professionals is. Bob Plesher, he owns all of the real estate, um, all of the Remax Real Estate Professionals, um, Remax offices in Greater Lansing. And then beneath him, my team leader Paul Derby. You know, he essentially was just like a single agent you know, underneath the broker and he started a team. So, so he started a team and then he kind of becomes a mini broker. So now we're like, you know, you have the broker and they have the agents beneath them and they're all working independently. And, you know, the splits of their commission go to Bob Plesher. So when you become a team leader, um, it's basically like best of both worlds. It's like, okay, you are going off and, and starting your own company from ground up. It's like, it's like you tell Bob Plesher, okay, I'm now going to go off and kind of become what you are and, and have agents beneath me and work. Um, and, and so that's, what's cool about real estate is it, is it gives you so many different, um, you know, so many different avenues, you know, so many different, uh, ways to make money. Um, well for you, so what does it mean for you? Um, working for them like how does that how does your role with them work and 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 what is the benefit or pro to kind of being linked in with those guys so so the brand you know remax everybody knows remax the balloon um you know i i really believe in that you know remax is the greatest well uh greatest largest um you know best real estate brand in the world. I mean, uh, Remax, the corporation has, 
um, they're in almost every single country in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have over 200,000 agents. So the brand Remax, like I'd rather be connected to something like that that somebody recognizes. Um, but but that's the cool thing is like when it comes to me and my business, I'm still an individual. You know, when people decide to work with me, yeah, okay, Remax gives me like branding opportunity, right? Like there's um, there's just all all this branding stuff that I have. But it's just a logo. I mean, if I wanted to get rid of all that, then it would just be a Derek Bramble logo, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I'm still, you know, functioning by myself as an individual. You know, I'm, I'm still on 1099. I'm still, you know, um, a sole proprietor. You know, I'm still an LCC or an S Corp or a C Corp. You know, whatever I want me and my entity to be. Um, so it's, you know, so it's interesting because it's tied, it's tied into Remax, but I'm still, I'm still independent, you know, without Remax. Now, like you kind of talked about just now, so they don't pay you a salary. Uh, being a realtor is hundred percent commission based, correct? Correct. Yep. No salary, 100% commission based. Do you pay Remax anything for using their, their logo or their brand or kind of being under them there? Is there like fees that you pay yearly or is there fees you pay monthly or a percentage of your, um, your commission goes to them for using their logo and their brand? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, just in this format, I mean, it's easier on paper, I guess, or visually, right. but, um, yeah, ultimately. So, so basically, so I'll just explain that it works generally, right. right. You know, it's really answer your question. Mm-hmm. So if I was 100% on my own and I was Derek Bramble realty, mm-hmm. right. What I'm doing with Remax and what I'm doing with Derek Rambo Realty is no different um, in terms of like, you know, my day to day. The only difference is being Derek Rambo Realty is I would have, um, you know, I would have more costs. I'd have more overhead. And so um, I would get 100% of my commission. You know, I wouldn't have to split it with anybody. Mm -hmm. But there'd be a large portion of that commission that would essentially be going towards expenses that are kind of paid for by being connected to Remax. Okay. Now, now being connected to Remax, it's a 70, 30 split. So I keep 70% of my commission and then 30% of my commission goes to a combination of Remax, my team leader, you know, Bob Plesher, the owners. So it's basically, you know, all the people above me, mm-hmm. you know, they're all getting in, in some way or another right they're all getting a piece of that 30 percent essentially i think what the big benefit with being with remax is like you said like i know remax i mean i know who remax is and before i even just got uh, licensed as a, a loan originator like everybody like you said knows remax so it really is that trust factor like you said Derek bramble realty like maybe doesn't have any reviews starting off people don't know you know they don't know if they can trust that uh, business, but like when they see the name Remax, like you said, they instantly is kind of like that trust factor. Like, okay, you know, I know I'm putting my money or I'm getting involved with a company that's uh, been around a while, or you know, it's just yeah. So the so ultimately the Remax thing is just that that goes down to the individual agent, right? The individual mm-hmm. person that's getting into real estate, the licensee, you know. Um, because ultimately when it comes to somebody that's looking for a real estate agent, they go to the agent. They don't go to the company. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll go to the company and then they'll call and then that company will determine the agent that they work with, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I mean, you know, you know, everything's about relationships. So, right. 
Um, all my clients, you know, the people that I have relationships with, they're going to work with me, whether I'm with Remax or not. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, whether it's Coldwell Banker or Keller Williams or Exit Realty or EXP or whoever, uh, right? Um, Berkshire Hathaway, it don't matter. Um, just basically whoever is going to join, join that firm. Um, it's, it's what they're going to get in return for that commission split that they're giving that company. And then, you know, the support, the branding, the technology, um, you know, there's so many things that, that, you know, that you get with that, like lead generation, right. You know, um, so, you know, yeah, being with them. So explain that portion of it, like being with Remax. Like, yeah, what are those tools that they give you to yeah, succeed? Yeah, so they have, you know, so they have a CRM. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the Remax Corporation, um, they actually bought an entire um, marketing company, like because oh, wow. they're so large, they're yeah. so big. You know, they wanted to provide their agents. They want their agents to be the most sophisticated you know, uh, the best prepared agents out there in the real estate market. So they try and provide us tools. Like we have a free CRM where if I was by myself and Derek Bramble realty, I would have no CRM. You know, my Mm -hmm. CRM would be, you know, Excel and like Gmail and Mm -hmm. you know, you know, my phone. Um, so, uh, Remax, they, they offer a lot. Um, you know, a free website, you know, I have a free website that I can go in there and customize completely myself. Um, you know, make it however I want. Um, let's see, uh, besides that, um, the CRM is huge cause it allows, you know, that, you know, every entrepreneur knows that they need the systems and the processes, right. The things that are going to help them be persistent and consistent. Um, it's the little things, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. And so, and so that CRM is huge. There's so much stuff in there um, with like, uh, you know, emails and drip campaigns. And um, uh, they have they have uh, the ability for me to make flyers. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, I can just go in there and they have video templates for listings. They have um, programs where I can, you know, send out to my buyers and sellers automatically. You know, so there's there's so much involved there. You know, there's so many tools, um, and, uh, and, and just things like that that help me have success. Right. Right. So if I'm a new real estate agent, I just got licensed. How do I connect myself with Remax? How, how does that process go of like reaching out to them or like, do you apply or is it like, basically does having a real estate license, is it auto, like if you just sign up, you're automatic or how's that? Yeah. So, so, so you're licensed through the state. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, after you take that 40 hours or in different states, it's going to be a lot more like Colorado uh, is is a lot more than 40 hours. Okay. Um, and so once you do what's required by Laura, right yep. at the state of Michigan, um, then you're licensed through the state. But you don't actually get your license until you are with a broker. So, so you have to, uh, work for a broker. Um, that's just the way the laws work and everything. Um, and so basically, yeah, it's up to you on who you want to go work for now for me, you know, so I'll tell you my story. So I actually, uh, passed my test on a Friday, sent emails out to several brokerages on Saturday 
one got back in touch with me on Sunday and we spoke over the phone. Um, and then I met with them and started actually training with them on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then, um, my wife told me to go talk to this one broker at Remax. Um, you know, basically through our photographer was like, Hey, my husband works for him. Your husband's got to go talk to him. And so I did it and, and I just fell in love with my broker. I mean, right, yeah. you know, he's, he, he's just the greatest human being. Anybody that's ever met him would know what I'm talking about. And so I fell in love with him, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was set on this other firm because it was branding. Like that's, I had this perception in my mind of like, this is the type of company that I want to work for. I didn't know anybody at that company. Right. But then I met somebody at a different company and it just so happened to be Remax, you know, mm-hmm. which is like another heavy hitter, but it was my broker that, you know, that I fell in love with. And then, so from there, that's just kind of how it happened for me. But so I always tell people, uh, you know, it, interview all the firms, right? All the brokerages go out there and see what that company can provide for you for tools, training, support. Um, and, you know, talk to the brokers. They're all going to have different pay scales. And, you know, like how I explained the 70, 30 split mm-hmm. at Remax, you know, there's other Remax offices all throughout the state that have a completely different pay scale. Okay, yeah. You know, there's some Remax offices where it's, um, there's no split where those agents get 100% of their commission or 95% of their commission. Mm-hmm. And that brokerage is, and that brokerage is set up to where they actually make their money in a different way rather right. than the splits. Yeah. So, um, well, that's good to know. So, yeah. I think that's, that's a huge portion to know. It's like, yeah, it, it still is like an inter- interview process. Like are all firms pretty much always looking for real estate agents or some of them sometimes saying like, Oh no, we're not looking for another agent right now. I'm sure they're always looking there's always recruiting. I mean, okay. brokers, brokers uh, are actively recruiting because that's the thing is once you're a broker owner, you know, you don't have to buy and sell, you know, like you can get to a point where you're just kicking back, you know, you're on vacation. And if you set yourself up, you know, like that's the end, like that could be the end goal for me. Right. Like I can mm-hmm. say, well, Dylan, in five years, I'm going to, you know, branch off and I'm going to open my own Remax office or I'm going to open my own, you know, you know, whatever office I'm just going to build and grow and build and grow. And, and then eventually I have a hundred agents beneath me and, and, and I'm getting splits off of their commission and then I don't have to work anymore. So it, it's just up to, up to the broker owners and, and how they want to, um, you know, structure their business. And then, and then they are actively recruiting other agents, right? Cause they ultimately made that decision to go and be a broker owner. Mm-hmm. and 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 so um it's like any entrepreneur you know they're always looking to diversify um and and build and grow and develop their you know their company and so yeah nice so this this transition into the day in the life of a real estate agent so give us a little breakdown we'll go daily and then we'll go you know monday through sunday what Kind of is that schedule? So okay, I'll yeah. show you. All right, I'll yeah, show yeah. you. Hold on, sure. I got it for you. All right. People might think a real estate agent, you know, is is easy, but we'll we'll let Bramble, we'll let Derek tell us all about it. So, uh, this right here is is like a sheet where what this is, is, it's a point system. So it's a one hundred, oh, yeah. it's a one hundred point system, and 
you know, it, it has like all the days on here. And so ultimately you want to put yourself in a position where you're developing successful habits, Mm -hmm. right? Successful habits that are going to help you, you know, have success in your business. So, um, if you like, I want to get a hundred points a week and it doesn't matter how I get the points, there's different ways I can do it. Um, I can, uh, mail out, um, note cards. I can handwrite note cards, right? Like there's X amount per day, um, equals five points, right? So, um, and then there's phone calls. So I just call people, right? Um, call when does that fear. start? What time of the day does that start for you? Like what time of the day? You know, whenever I want. Okay. You know, whenever I want. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just like, you know, I've heard people say you wake up unemployed every day, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. because you're not getting paid, mm-hmm. you know, you're broke. Right, so yeah. what are you going to do to generate that income? You have to hustle, right? Right, exactly. You, you know, you yeah. got to stay humble and you got to yeah. hustle. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, like, let's see, Friday night, I was in here until like 1 a.m., oh, wow. you know, working on a completely new project that I've never done before. Um, and uh, what time did, did your day start that day? My day starts at like six o'clock, seven o'clock every day. A.m. Um, or p.m.? A.M. So that day you, you yes. probably pulled. Were you in and out? Like, do you obviously would be yeah, a real estate agent? Out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm in and out. So, like, for mm-hmm. me, you know, I got wife, kids. I'm dropping off, picking up. You know, I my day is is uh, it's broken up into many different you know things throughout the day. But um, you know, it's 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 it. There's some days where I don't do any work. I don't make any phone calls. I don't check my email. You know, I don't go any showings. I don't have any appointments. You know, and there's other days where that's all I'm doing is doing, you know, 20 showings. I mean, on weekends, I've I've shown homes for like 10, 12 hours. Oh, wow. And then but but then you got to go back to the office and now write offers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so there's a lot of paperwork involved, a lot of contracts, you know, a lot of contracts. Um, so. Uh, I mean, it's, well, I guess you know, within the first minute of you talking, you pretty much are letting people know that, yeah, there's no structure really. Again, like you said, with being a real estate agent, it's all about the hustle. So each day is different. Like you said, there's no, I come in at this time. I do this at this time. I do this. I do this. It's literally like you said, I love that you said it that way about it. You're unemployed every time you wake up because I mean, if you don't have that mentality, it's like, you're yeah, self-employed. You're, well, you're self-employed. Exactly. And, uh, you can get comfortable, you know, otherwise, if you don't have that mindset, you get comfortable or, you know, days next, we know a week or two have passed and you're thinking back to yourself and going, man, what did I, what did I accomplish in those two weeks? So, so. yeah. So I want to, um, touch on that. So like me, I don't have a strong drive or work. Well, I have a good work ethic, but I don't have drop, right? Like I don't have that, like, like I don't have your mentality. I don't have that like hustle. <laughs> Crazy. You know, my my strengths are my personality, mm-hmm. right? Um, relationships. Um, I guess I'm bubbly, right? Yeah. Um, it's that like the communicating part is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I became a real estate agent that I understood what drive was. Right. Because I I, I saw agents that just would never stop never mm-hmm. never stop they mm-hmm. they couldn't stop right yeah um and, and and so i just want to hit on this because if there are individuals out there that have that drive 
and that like relentless work ethic um, that that you know a lot of entrepreneurs have, um, real estate's going to be easy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it it you know there's other parts to it like you know how are you uh, with with working with people right like right. how's your personality so um, there's some people in real estate that are not people person at, at all but they're really good at systems right mm-hmm. like they can you know wake up and they follow the schedule every day. Mm-hmm. And so, um, me, I like, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm not very organized. And so I struggle at times with that. Um, you know, that's why I have to have something like this, you know, like our team uses this, this is something that our broker or our team leader put together. So mm-hmm. like, you know, that kind of ties into, you know, you want to put yourself on the right team, right. You know, and be surrounded by people that are going to help you. Um, have something like this to go back to and you know keep you focused yeah i think that's a good point bringing again networking and and having that team like you said i mean i think that's again the whole reason i kind of want to start this podcast is so that people can network with each other and kind of meet new people and, and learn new things because i mean as you get maybe when you're younger you think like oh i gotta be secret about what i'm doing or like i don't want nobody to steal my ideas or you have this notion of like that when really as you get older you realize like no it's about you know it's about networking with other people that aren't doing what you do exactly because you got to learn you got to you got to branch out you got to have those connections in all different aspects of life because you know that's one day you're going to need somebody from something else or you might need to know something you know so i'll explain it to you this way so recently i've met this individual that like the way that we talked about it was real estate is like a fruit basket mm-hmm. and it's got all kinds of fruit in it. it's got apples oranges kiwi strawberries bananas pineapple you know whatever and mostly what i do is like retail real estate right like mm-hmm. i'm working with buyers and sellers yep. um and so that's one fruit and then the second fruit in there is mortgages so like that's like what you do yeah you know so and then, and then there's another one in there that's like wholesaling, mm-hmm. right? Or like, um, you know, investing, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's a whole nother fruit. And so what's interesting is, is how you won't know there's other fruits in that bat or, or, or there's other fruits in there that you look at, you know, and you see it, but you don't understand it. Like you haven't cut it open and tasted it yet. And so, you know, one way to look at it is you want to connect yourself with all the fruits in that basket. And you want to be proficient and like the leadership in your fruit, you know, you want to put yourself in a position where they want to network with you and you ain't got to be worried that they're going to take your fruit because they don't want their, you know, yours, they got their own. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about building that team. Like you said, I mean, because that's really what matters at the end of the day is having a solid team around you to help you succeed. You help them succeed. It's a mutual, it's a mutual thing. You know, as long as you're giving and getting in return, I mean, that's, that's all that matters is, that's mutual, a mutual agreement and stuff like that. Or not even an agreement, just a mutual understanding and friendship and building a team. Um, to kind of go back to the day-to-day aspect of it, do you work Monday through Sunday? Um, is there kind of a, a scheduled days off? Or how does that work as far as weekly days you work? Yeah, yeah, I have times that I block off. Um, like I've learned to... I've learned to set time aside for my wife, my kids, my family. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, I didn't work at all. It was just straight family day. Okay. Um, you know, we went to the museum. 
And uh, so it was a real nice day. And because today I'm in the office, I, I was here at like nine ish and I'll be here till six. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so yeah, you, you have to block time, you know, and, and, and it's totally up to you on, you know, what you do. How does that, how does that work? Um, say a client wants a showing on the, on a Saturday, like say yesterday, somebody, or last week, somebody scheduled and said, Hey, you know, I really want to see this house on Saturday. How would you approach that? Or how would you, what would you say to them? No problem. I'll have my assistant show you the house. Oh, okay. So or, you have an assistant. Or, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Or a team member, right? Okay. I mean, there's 15 people on my team. So there's 15 Derek Brambles, right. you know? Um, now, do you guys split that then if another real estate agent shows it or are you are you saying you're giving that to them? No, it, I mean, that would just be like, hey, just cover the showing for me. Right. Um, okay. You know, uh, that's a good question, though. I mean, yes. Um, well, so if you're a single agent and you're not on a team, you're asking other agents at Remax. You know, you're saying, you know, there's 200 agents. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you call up another agent. You're like, hey can you go show these houses and I'll pay you 30 bucks an hour or something yeah. like that. Okay. Um, and, or I'll give you a, like, if, if you write an offer and it gets accepted, then I'll um, share with you some of my commission. So it de- depends, but that's the whole benefit of a team okay. is that you don't really have to have that financial obligation involved anymore because there's this expectation of like, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. That's nice. I, I had no idea. That's how it worked. Um, I didn't know that could happen or I didn't know that was something that obviously if it's your own team member, you're not worried about them trying to take your client or something like that, obviously. No, 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 no. And that, you know, so that again, this kind of just ties into like the Remax thing. If I, if I was Derek Bramble Realty, mm-hmm. I don't have any other licensed real estate agent that I can reach out to mm-hmm. unless they work for a different company. Right. And then, yeah, that is, you know, there's a risk involved there that they will steal my client, but um, so that's, that's one thing that I didn't even mention about, you know, um, your broker or like the firm that you go and work for, how many agents do they have on there that can help, you know, scratch your back. That's cool, man. I mean, that, that's something I learned something new every day. I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've talked about it quite a bit and, and, and we never, you know, I never shared that with you, which is interesting because. And we talked about a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we can kind of, yeah, go back into what we've been talking about. I mean, recently I had the decision to try to figure out, again, I was trying to think what to do. I was thinking about becoming a real estate agent, told you about it. And then, um, yeah, I just found that, it just kind of fell in my lap, the opportunity as a loan originator. And uh, I kind of went that route. Um, And I guess the only thing that made me kind of really like that idea over the other was, for one, it fell in my lap. For one, kind of, it, it felt like a, it just felt right, like you said, like how you met the bro. I went and met the people. Like it, it just was destiny. Seemed, yeah, exactly. And uh, and then me and my wife talked about being a real estate agent down here in Florida. And although I know I have the drive and hustle to outbeat anybody, it just down here in Florida, especially right now, it's just. I mean, I feel like everywhere you turn, there's a real estate agent or somebody's licensed. So yeah, so your market is probably more saturated. You yeah. know, that's. Yeah, with agents, man, they just seem to be everywhere. So it's still something, like you said, I were in, in later on in a year or two, you know, I might do both. I might have both. I might get my real estate license still too. And especially because I plan on doing investment properties, flipping homes, different things. So there's still that potential too. But yeah, being a loan originator, you know, like you said, so basically, um, you know, I can work with real estate agents and have them 
use us as the preferred lender, um, stuff like that. So I'm definitely excited uh, to see where that takes me. Um, I know. I wish we were in the same market so we could work together. I know, right? That'd be awesome. Which, again, goes back to what you said. You know, I got licensed in the state of Florida. Um, because I took the course, technically, I can apply for licensing in other states. But same thing, like you said, there could potentially be other other things I need to do and fees or whatever to pay to uh, to do that. So speaking on that. So, mm-hmm, yeah, so let ahead. me just uh, mention something, something cool about being a licensed real estate agent is let's say fast forward six months from now and you're established doing loans and I call you up and say, hey, what are some real estate agents in your market that you, you know, work mm-hmm. with in case I ever have a referral for, you know, for down there. Right. And you're like, all right, here's, you know, agent a, mm-hmm. and I call up agent a because I just so happen to have somebody here in Lansing mm-hmm. that wants to move down in your market. I call agent a and say, Hey, look, here's, here's this client's name, address, and phone number. And if I give you this paper, that says that you're going to sign and agree to paying me 30% or 20% of your commission, Mm -hmm. you can have this client. And so there's, there's real estate agents that make money doing real estate that only work on referrals. So just think about this, Dylan, you can still become a licensed real estate agent Mm -hmm. and just, and, and so like up here in Lansing where you're at, you can market homes in Lansing from where you're at potentially get leads and then then refer those out to me and then you get a part of my commission because you're giving me somebody to go work with that's the hustle right there that sounds like a hustle. <laughs> that sounds like a good move right there I might have to we're gonna have to talk more about that we're gonna have to talk more about that that sounds yeah nice. yeah it's I think crazy. um with the licensing too, like I mentioned, um, you know, I have to renew mine yearly. So it, as a loan originator, is that the same as a real estate agent? Every three years. Oh, every three years. Okay. Yep. And there's continuing education. You got to do continuing education. Correct. Yeah. Continuing education. Yeah. So yeah. actually maybe it is just continuing education, not necessarily getting licensed. You know, you have to do the education though. It's like eight oh, yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. For us, it's, I think it's, it's two hours continuing education and then two hours um about law real estate right. law so it's yeah. four hours a year i yep. believe now do you I have to correctly. do you have any fees that you pay like i said yearly for the license or, or oh yeah you, okay oh yeah uh well the license is like a 100 bucks i think mm-hmm. for every three years okay um but where the real expenses come in is 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 the membership in the associations like okay. the realtor associations you know um there's many governing associations throughout d- different states or whatever right like here in michigan there's jackson lansing ann arbor you know shiawassee um grand rapids probably has one battle creek um and so there's fees in the membership there um so to be licensed through the state it's not much it, like that's the thing is to get licensed, it's there. You know, there's really low costs. Um, it don't take much, but then it's what you're gonna do after you get licensed that, you know, really matters. Mm-hmm. Now we talked briefly about how you get paid, um, essentially like, like, from the sale of a house, but kind of let people know what determines. I guess the commission. So I guess the general understanding is the price of the home normally has 
the most dictation like how do you know mm-hmm. how much you're going to get paid on a house on a sale so yeah so three percent is is the average um i don't know how you know when or how that started you know it's probably a long time ago right. hundreds of years ago essentially um and so uh it's most of the time probably 99 percent of the time it's the seller that is selling a house that pays the commission for both agents they're paying six percent mm-hmm. and then and then that split most of the time but not all the time equally amongst the two agents but it's ultimately the listing agent that determines because because mm-hmm. they get the listing agreement signed and and uh the contract that says this is how much they're going to pay and then um and then they say well this is how much that we're going to share share our commission with is there ever a time where you get paid more or less or is the law strict oh, on yeah. how much they get paid oh no no the percentage no there's no there's no law on anything it's just um it's just pretty much like a mutual understanding based on industry standards essentially mm-hmm. um but you know being a licensed real estate agent i could I could be what's called a limited service licensee where basically Mm -hmm. I'm only getting paid, you know, 400 bucks or 500 bucks and I'm not actually selling any properties. I'm just basically just submitting a listing into the MLS. Okay. Um, and, and, and I'm not doing like, I'm not doing any marketing, you know, I'm not providing any contracts. I'm not doing any title work. I'm not, you know, doing any showings, you know, it's like, um, you know, uh, there's nothing involved. And so it just d- depends on the scope of service that individuals want to provide and how much they want to get paid. Right. I mean, you could do less work and get paid less money and, you know, but if you want to get paid more, more money then you got to do more work. Um, there's, uh, you know, um, I could be what's called a transaction coordinator, which is usually like a, a, a flat fee and it's not a percentage of the sales price. You know, there's no commission. Mm-hmm. It's just a flat, flat service fee. Now, so could you say that a real estate agent in a, a place like Florida where houses are sometimes double, triple the price for the same square footage of a house in Michigan, would they essentially make, possibly make more money than somebody, a real estate agent in Michigan? Or how does the markets differ? So yes and no. So that's a good question. So here in the greater Lansing market, um, the average number of transactions or mm-hmm. like houses sold that an agent will have, I, I think is somewhere like between 20 and 25 transactions a year, maybe 20. Yeah. Yep. Okay. A year, maybe 25, 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at if like, so if you look at the average sales price in greater Lansing, not just mm-hmm. Lansing, but let's look at greater Lansing. And it's like around 170. Okay. So you do 170 times, um, you know, three percent. Um, that's that's fifty one hundred dollars every time you sell a house. That's the average price of the mm-hmm. market, and you times that by the number of average transactions, twenty five, and that's one hundred twenty seven thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. So if you're an average agent. Mm-hmm in greater Lansing and you're selling houses that are of average, you know, price point, that's how much you're making. Now out in, I've 
I've worked with and talked with agents out in like West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, home prices are way more, mm-hmm. but their average transactions is like six a year. Oh, wow. So they're literally yeah. doing so, you know, so I had 40 transactions last year. So, yeah. so they're doing less than 25% of the work that I'm doing, but they're mm-hmm. making the same amount of money because, you know, it, for those six transactions, their, their sales price is way more. Okay. So, so just think about this, how much the day to day work agents uh-huh. do varies throughout the country varies throughout the marketplace mm-hmm. because like in your market, you know, there's probably thousands of agents, thousands and thousands oh, yeah. of agents. Mm-hmm. So the average, you know, the average transactions for that local association of realtors is way lower, right? but their sales price is way higher. Yeah. So, and, and remember, um, it's, it's 10% of the agents that are doing 90% of the business in any, given market yeah so the goal is to get in that 10 (laughs) percent. the goal is to get in that 10 percent. yep no so i think other people have to realize too like yeah our homes here in florida cost more but that also means that you as an individual person living in florida yeah you make more on you make you maybe make more but your cost of living is higher so essentially i mean you got to look at that too it may look cooler because you're making you know, 150 grand down here and uh, making 150 grand in Michigan are two totally different things. You know, you can live uh, pretty well, pretty lavishly in Michigan for 150K. In Florida, 150K still is a good life. Like you can live fine, but like, you know, square footage of a house, you know, is you're, you still can't expand your square footage because the house is going to cost and, you know, a ton of money. So yeah. Do you happen to know what the price per square footage is I where you're at? I don't currently know. No. Okay. Well, have to look it up. here it's like a hundred dollars per square foot, but like where you're at, it would say, you know, Let's it's... See. see if I can look it up real quick. What do I look up? The average price per square foot. Price. Per you got to ask for your specific market. Cause if you go to Google, it, it will probably tell you, you know, some random number that's not subject to where you're at. This is saying for Broward County, the median sold price of homes in Broward County is two hundred seventy thousand, um, and the average price per square foot is one hundred sixty-five. There you go. Okay. So I'm the average sold price is what? Two seven. It's a median sold price was two seventy. Median. Yep. Yeah. So then, see if you can find out the the average number of transactions per agent in Briar County, and then that will tell you, kind of, like you know, we'll uh, be able to compare how agents in this market are compared to agents in that market. Let's see. All right. It might, it might take me too long to try to find that. That's um, fine. That's fine. But yeah, but no, I mean, so yeah, I mean, basically the whole point is Still, I mean, you got to work. You got to you got to figure it out. The amount of transactions um, do mean something. The amount of the homes do mean something. But at the end of the day, I mean, you still got to, you know, you still got to sell at the end of the day. Whether you yeah. make more, or you make less. I mean, that all comes with just how much you're out there grinding. Right. You know? And and when I say that individual out in West Virginia is doing less than twenty five percent of 
work as I am. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, you know, he's actually probably doing 200 times the amount of prospecting. Right, exactly. You know, because he has to fight, you know, because he has way more agents in his area. And so um, it's almost like you you get that reward. You almost get that rewarding feeling more often. So it kind of keeps you going. It's like doing six in a year. Like you said, you could be working, working, working and constantly. I mean, you're never really getting that. You know, you're only getting six a year. Yes, it's great. But for almost for like a mental My goal last year was what? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say from a mental standpoint for me, it's like I would, you know, getting those 40 in a year. I mean, that that's that keeps the fire going, you know, like that keeps me going. You know, in my opinion, that would seem like it would keep me going. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. Right. Because my goal last year was four transactions a month. Mm hmm. And, and, so you're, and you're that was there, just then. because, yeah. And that's because I knew what my average commission was mm -hmm. each transaction from the year before. So I was like, Oh, if I had this number of transactions and this was my average commission for each check or each transaction, and I want to make this next year, you know, and you know, so that's the beauty about real estate, right? It's like, okay, this is what I did last year. You can go back and look at, you know, what you did. And then you say, well, this is how much I want to make. I want to make an extra 10,000 or 50,000 or a hundred thousand. And you just look at what you've done before and you know what you're going to, you know, right. What you need make to do next. to hit that. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I want to ask you too. year one of being an agent to year four, what's the difference in the amount of transactions you did in year one that you did in year four. And then part two of the question is, where did majority of those kind of leads or transactions come from in year one and where did they come from in year four? Yeah. So actually I track that every year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I'll um, get a piece of paper and like, so my first year it was 10 transactions. Okay. And I went back and I looked at, well, where did these transactions come from? Was mm -hmm. it from my sphere? Was it like, you know, somebody I went to high school with yep. or is it a referral from another agent? Mm -hmm. And so I track that every year. Yeah. And, and so, um, I think like from 19 to 20, I saw that my repeat and referral business, mm -hmm. um, improved, uh, 50%. Okay. And, and so, um, I do track it every year. I don't have it memorized, right. no, um, that's fine. but if I had it in front of me, I mean, I could tell you the numbers, but so my first year in nine and a half months, I had 10 transactions. Mm-hmm. And so, but I only made 27,000, which was the most money I ever made yeah. my first year. Mm -hmm. And so 10 transactions, that was uh, like $2,700 per transaction. Right. And, and you feel like majority and, of those came from leads or did those, do you feel like majority of those came from referrals or people you knew? Um, it was mostly referrals. It was okay. mostly referrals from other agents and, leads that I invested money to acquire, like through realtor.com okay. or something, right? Like I bought the leads. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and so now fast forward four years mm -hmm. and when you look at all of my transactions and all my leads, I have a lot more where they didn't come from any referral and they didn't come from any lead source that originated from money cost. Mm -hmm. It was free either through repeat referral. So I'm going to make more money, Right. On those transactions. Expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, um, yeah, so I track my stuff every year to see, you know, I compare and contrast 
um, to see how my business grew, you know, where it came from, where I need to allocate my time and my resources for the following year. Um, and so, yeah. Do you feel like there's a cap on how many you can do in a year, like physically, mentally? Like, is there is there a ceiling to it where it's like, okay, I, there's no way I can do more than this in a year without like killing myself? Yeah. Uh, so like, yes and no. So like there's, there's agents in, in any marketplace that are like the top producing, mm -hmm. but they've sacrificed things. Maybe they've right. sacrificed, you know, family time or having a spouse. I mean, I know a lot of agents that are single males that mm -hmm. just crush it. Right. And, but they have no wife and kids. I it's mean, they have, lifestyle, right? they have yeah. so much more time than what I have available. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, there's so many factors and dynamics that play into that. Right. Um, so as a family man, so for, where, where do you comfortable with, like, what, what do you think is your personal, uh, you know, with having a wife and wanting to be able to be there yeah. for your family? Like where, what's a comfortable number for you? where i'm at right now yeah okay yeah you feel like you're, you're right at that that max number yeah yeah because some yeah because something's got to give at you know at like you know at the point that i'm at you know something's got to give um but like you said could you so, just then pivot like if 48 now, is kind of like your max all you... of, so so all of this is subject like it's subjective right because right. to like because it comes down to the individual and how good they can manage you know stress or manage mm -hmm um you know tasks or manage time mm -hmm. i mean so it's all subjective like if i tell you what my number is that's not gonna be the same for everybody right, else right right no yeah uh yeah so but um so i guess really to answer your question is like for me my goal at this point wouldn't be to get more transactions mm -hmm. it would be to increase my purchase price so i need to go into i do a lot of lancing you know the right. majority of my stuff is with buyers in Lansing. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to get a lot more sellers in Okemos in DeWitt. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, so basically like in my marketplace, there'll be agents that probably have the same number of transactions as me, mm -hmm. but they're selling houses that are two, three times the cost. Yeah. So they're making two, three times the, uh, the money that I'm making. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I've actually heard stories and examples of agents in other markets that they were like, look, we want to increase um, our our average sales price, not mm -hmm. units or whatever. So they just like put all their eggs in one basket and they marketed in this one neighborhood. And then, you know, and I don't know how long it took, but they uh, eventually got what they wanted where they were doing the same amount of work, but they were making a lot more money doing it. Nice, man. Well, I appreciate you being on. So what I kind of done uh, do on every podcast is I have like two, a couple questions that I ask just to kind of to end the podcast. Um, so the first one is going to be and I think you kind of mentioned it prior, but when's the last time you had a nine to five and, and kind of what was that? Um, it was in February of 2017. Okay. And what, and what were you doing and, and how did that, and I think you mentioned that you had gotten fired from that. Yeah. So basically for like the f six years prior to getting into real estate, I was just doing customer service and sales over the phone. You know, mm -hmm. I was basically like in a call center or, mm -hmm. um, 
or I was, you know, it was e-commerce. Um, and so that was all I did for like six years, you know, nine to five, I had no real skills. You know, I, I was, you know, just kind of like an entry level job. Mm -hmm. So you feel like real estate kind of, I mean, obviously this has just been a dream come true, I guess for you. I mean, you, you found basically your passion kind of like your newfound passion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. And then you said you obviously started again with real estate. What year was that? 2017, I assume. March, March, March 17. Nice. Um, do you have, um, I asked for, for normally three people who have been the most influential to you. Um, it can be prior to real estate. It could be just in life in general, or it could be people that are influencing you now within the real estate industry. Like who are just three people that you feel like, um, you know, have helped you or influenced you? Um, Man, put me on the spot, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a spot. Uh, it's, these are spot check questions. Uh, I don't let you prepare sure. for these ones because it comes from the um, heart. Like it can come from the heart, you know. Just you know. honestly, man, my wife, you know, yeah. she's she uh, she has this drive and this and this focus, like this determination mm -hmm. um, to complete tasks. Um, so, it, yeah her um i'd say my team leader paul derby mm -hmm. um he's an incredible entrepreneur um he's successful in many businesses you know and in real estate um so i'd say him and then third i'm just gonna say my team you know my whole right, team yeah. um all the members on my team um and because you know there's people that have more experience that are on my team and people who have less experience that are on my team and it doesn't matter how much experience they have or don't have um, it's really an inspiration when you can work, you know, with somebody and accomplish things together that, you know, are going to both help your business. So I'd say those are my, my top three. Nice. Those are definitely good ones to have. Having a wife, I mean, I'm married too, so I'm biased, but like, I, I love having my, my wife is super supportive too. So having that's amazing. Um, and then last question would be, um, best resources. So what are some resources you currently use or maybe, um, and again, that could be, you read books, you Google everything, mm -hmm. you watch YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Do you, I mean, what are some mm -hmm. things again, maybe just where it could be motivating on an entrepreneur level, it could be on a motivational level, or it could be just strictly real estate knowledge and resources. Like where do you turn to, to kind of, you know, tap into that. Mm. And you want three for this as well? No, 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 This isn't okay, three. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This isn't three. Um, you know, honestly, man, as weird and lame as it sounds, I'd say, I'd say Instagram. Okay. Yeah. No, um, no that's not lame at all. I'm, I'm, I agree. <laughs> I'm all over that too. You know, I'm constantly there's, following cause people. there's so much in there, you know, there's so much in there. Um, you know, how like those, those, like those hashtags you follow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's so much in there about real estate. Um, it, it allows me to see other successful agents throughout the whole country that are doing phenomenal things where it's like, oh, that person does the same thing that I do. Right. You know, so that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say there's, you know, there's so much in there um, for sure. Any YouTube, any Google? I mean, I, I'm, I'm one of those, no, I guess YouTube. We're, we're like the same age. So, I mean, I mean, I, we, I think we grew up on Google. So, I mean, whenever we have a question, I have started reading more books. Yeah. Um, I have started reading more books recently. Um, and doing more on audible yep. um 
Yeah, uh, I'd say Ricky Carruth. He's an okay. agent. Um, he's a real estate agent uh, down in Alabama. He's on YouTube. Um, and then Grant Cardone as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's pretty motivating. Well, cool, man. Nah, I mean, I think that's a, I think the Instagram thing is huge too. It wasn't lame or cliche at all. I mean, I think, I mean, even, I mean, TikTok now too. I mean, I haven't fully got involved in TikTok, but like, I think people think TikTok's all about dancing. And after my wife being on it or like, you know, watching stuff on it, I mean, they have a ton of like tips. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's like real estate mm -hmm. investing, I mean, there's so much knowledge that is on TikTok that um, is actually something I, I got to get on there more. And I will now with being a lender and stuff and just kind of checking it out. Oh, but for sure. You can learn a lot on, on TikTok now. So, um, oh, oh, there you go. But yeah, man. So I really appreciate you being on. I'm glad uh, um, we were able to get you on. This is, we took two weeks off, like I said, but my goal was to do 52 weeks straight. Um, okay. I took it off for good reason because I was taking the course to get licensed. So, um, so you're the first one back and I figured why not have you on Oh, because wow, I appreciate I, it. In real estate, you know, I, that's where I'm jumping into now is that industry. Gotcha. It's a lender. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let's get Bramble on. You're, you're killing it. Like I said, I mean, congrats to you. I see you posting Thanks. constantly about selling homes. And it's just, we went to high school together. You went to Gardner too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we went to middle, I mean, middle school and high school. So um, you were just a grade above me. But no, so I mean, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank you. Of course, man. It was an honor. Thank you, man. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. You too. Take care. Thank you. All right. So that was awesome having Derek on. Like I said, I went to school with Derek. Uh, so it's cool to kind of, you know, we were Facebook friends. And it was cool to kind of see him and where he was taking his real estate. I mean, he was constantly on Facebook posting about selling homes and everything. So it was really motivating. Um, I, I wanted to get in the real estate industry too. Like I said, um, at some point, I didn't know it was going to be now. Like I said, COVID kind of jump-started that, but um, I hope you guys learned a lot about being a, a realtor, a real estate agent, and how uh, you could potentially make a lot of money. Um, again, if you have the hustle, that grind, that determination, I definitely think you shouldn't totally let you know other people, if they say like you know something saturated. I mean, it's good to listen to people um, on that, but at the end of the day, it comes down to who's going to work harder, who's going to be grinding, who's going to be out there and um you know network and like he said be personable it's all about personality networking having a team around you so i definitely think in anything you can succeed um i did uh like i said i was thinking about becoming a real estate agent um and like i said the lending just kind of fell in my lap so i went that way instead but um definitely i mean i think it's a good thing to look into if that's something you want to do um but yeah no i appreciate you guys tapping in please like and subscribe the video um, we're, I'm going to get back on the roll of doing one every week. Uh, again, so tune in next week also. Uh, we'll get a good guest on to uh, really, um, uh, you know, take your guys' knowledge again somewhere else. So please comment too, like I said, if you guys have any um, recommendations or you guys want to see anybody on. But no, thank you for tuning in. If you made it all the way to the end, again, I really appreciate you guys. And uh, again, enjoy the rest of your night.